when are you even, for lack of better terms, for a crime that you uh, have committed, been found guilty for, and sentenced for? Right, and served right? your time for. Serve your time. Yeah. You, you've, you paid your debt to society. Yes. That's a term. I didn't make it up. No. All right? Because the, the latest uh, debate, if you will, or argument about that is going to and is starting over former Chicago police officer Jason Van Dyke. Yep. Joining us right now is Rich Lenkoff, and uh, Rich is a partner at Bryce Downey and Lenkoff. Good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, there is an interesting debate around this, right? Uh, when have you paid your debt to society? Uh, obviously, I think most people remember uh, that uh, uh, Jason Van Dyke was was uh, convicted in the killing of Laquan McDonald. Uh he was convicted back in October of 2018, and he is due to be released shortly. I mean, the justice system is what it is in a certain extent, and when you've paid your debt, they open up the door and let you walk out. Right. Well, I think what's important to remember in this case, and to your point, is when you pay your debt, is, is that the family of Laquan McDonald and many activists really thought that the sentence was too light when it was imposed by the judge. Mm -hmm. uh, it was less than half of the penalty that the prosecutors were looking for. They had asked for 18 to 20 years at the time. Uh, of course, the defense asked for probation. Um, so when you consider how much Officer Van Dyke, former Officer Van Dyke, could have received, and then you think that he's now only served three years of that sentence, um, you see the point in many of the people mm -hmm. who are angry with his being released. Yeah, he was he was sentenced to 81 months. I, I can't do the math on how many years that Seven is. Seven plus yeah, years. But he's basically, yeah, but so, so, which they thought was half of what he should have been sentenced, and then only serving half. Is that normal that you don't serve your full term? Well, it's important to, the answer is yes, unless you're convicted and sentenced of a, to a crime, that doesn't allow you to be released under those circumstances. And that's very important in this case because, again, he was convicted of second-degree uh, murder in this case mm -hmm. um, and also 16 counts of aggravated assault for each of the 16 shots, or aggravated battery, I should say, for each of the 16 shots that he fired. Um, okay. The judge in this case decided to sentence him based on the second-degree murder, and that one carried the, the the lesser sentence. So it's a long way of answering your question that, yes, it is possible unless you're convicted and sentenced to a first-degree murder uh, type of crime. Got it. Okay, so now he is said to be released from prison uh, early, early release, uh, good for good, good behavior, behavior cetera, yeah, yeah, on February 3rd. Prisons are now, full. Yeah, now there's a call, Rich, for Van Dyke to be charged with federal civil rights violations. Is my, that double jeopardy? Yeah, that's my question. It. How how can that happen? I mean, explain the legalese, and, and isn't there a statute for that? Well, because you're right, uh, we heard this week from protesters and other activists who have called for him to be charged federally, but uh, there's different standards in a federal versus a state uh, trial in this case, or a charge in this case. So it is, double jeopardy is not an issue. Okay. Um, federally, they'd be charging with a violation of civil rights, which is different from the state court prosecution for secondary murder and aggravated battery. So, uh, again, it's not uncommon for the feds to step in when there's an egregious circumstance like the one alleged here, 
federally you're alleging a violation of civil rights versus state court in which he was convicted okay. of these other two crimes. So they are different. We're talking to Rich Lenkoff. He's a partner at Bryce Downey and Lenkoff Law Firm. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because we also got the news that uh, family members of people who were killed when that tornado hit the the Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville are filing a lawsuit. What is what is behind that lawsuit? I mean, I hear about deaths related to tornadoes or hurricanes or Mother Nature in a lot of other ways. What's behind this one? Yeah, well, six people, as you know, were killed yes. uh, in downstate um, after the tornado, and they were sheltering. And, and the, I think the definition of sheltering is key to the lawsuit. They were sheltering in the bathroom at Amazon, and the family of one of the decedents um, has filed a lawsuit. His name is Austin McEwen, uh, 26-year-old Amazon driver, in, and they filed this lawsuit in Madison County. And the allegation is that Amazon knew number one, about the proclivity in this area, in this part of Illinois, for these kind of uh, storms. And number two, they did not build sufficient shelter for their employees. And number three, rather than allow their employees to leave, they kept them at the location, again, told them to shelter, according to the lawsuit, in an inadequate shelter. Rather than put them in a basement or in mm-hmm, an actual mm-hmm. shelter. Tornado shelter of some uh, sort. Yeah. Right, above ground in the bathroom, which again, according to the lawsuit, is inadequate. So the key here is uh, convincing a jury that Amazon knew of this risk and they failed to do anything to remedy it. Amazon has said, listen, it's a new building. We built it in compliance with all local codes and uh, we were not resp- you know, we're not responsible to put people in a basement shelter. Rich, in your experience, how easy or how difficult is it to really win a lawsuit based on Mother Nature and circumstances that seem to be a little out outside of the control, control of Amazon, for example, yeah. as big as they are yeah, and I'm powerful curious, as they are, you yeah. know, the likelihood of this moving forward. Right. It's a great question. And generally, you know, an exception to uh, an employer or anyone really only owing a duty to someone is nature. Right. I mean, you can't predict these kind of things. However, if you believe the lawsuit, if you follow the allegation, this was much more than just a natural disaster that yeah. no one saw coming that number one, there were reports that this tornado was coming for quite a while, right? So the allegation yeah. is that, like many other businesses, you had plenty of time to evacuate the premises. Um, and number two, this is not the first tornado that swept through this area. That Amazon, in building this building and also in having their employees there, should have known, should have provided evacuation routes, should have provided some basic safety so that they didn't have their employees there during this disaster. So. Yes, you're not responsible for natural disasters, but you are responsible when you have notice mm-hmm. and you can do things to prevent uh, death in these circumstances. We're talking again to Rich Lenkoff. He's a partner at Bryce Downey and Lenkoff Law Firm. It strikes me as a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, though. Play along with me in this scenario, because I like for instances, Rich. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make the case for the defense uh, for Amazon in this, but let's say they had said, okay, closing down the warehouse. There is a tornado warning watch in the area. Everybody leave. And people had been injured or killed driving home or trying to get away from the warehouse. Wouldn't you have an argument there as well? Well, they made us leave the building. For sure. I think that is a sensible point, and that's something that Amazon will raise, that, listen, we were trying to protect our employees, that we weren't purposely putting them in danger 
Uh, and to your point, perhaps they would have been at greater risk if we put them outside the building versus inside, again, a brand new, relatively brand new building. Four years old, yeah. yeah. Right, four years old, built according to code. So I think that's a viable argument that we would have perhaps caused greater uh, injury and death if we put people mm-hmm. outside in that storm. So, yeah, I think that's a good argument. Rich, thank you, Rich. By the way, I'm available. I, uh, <laughs> my billable hours are not nearly what yours are. But you know what? I mean, I'm willing to try, okay? He's Rich Lankoff, be partner an apprentice. at Bryce Downey and Lankoff Law Firm. Rich, going to bring me in. Bruce, how would you argue this? <laughs> <laughs> What's your expertise at your opinion? <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, isn't that a, a reasonable argument? Absolutely. It's your fault that the, the, the tornado hit our building and that the building couldn't withstand a tornado. Okay, well, then leave. Well, come, can't go outside. Have you right. seen what it's like outside? There's I've, a tornado I've out there. I've seen Twister yeah. with Helen Hudd. I don't know. You know, it's not pretty. Bit of a damned if you do, right? Yeah.